Hello and welcome to another episode of Flamenco Attitude. This is the podcast that brings you all things flamenco. And for our returning listeners, you would know that we've covered topics like how people dress, the great lives of the great flamenco singers from back in the 30s, the 40s and the 70s, and also topics like bullfighting. Before we dive into today's episode, we would like to say thank you again to you, our audience. It's expanding. And today we would like to give special thanks to our listeners in Finland, Morocco. And as I was looking for the statistics about our listeners in the United States, it's actually the audience there is growing. Uh, We're covering more and more states as we go along. I noticed that we've gone just a little bit over the border in Canada. So hello and welcome to our new listeners in Canada as well. Now, do you like albums? Of course you do. You have a favorite album, no matter what genre you're listening to. And there's always an album that you would think, oh, this one is the best. I mean, no matter what this artist has done, this one is the best. I love all the songs. Uh, They probably can never repeat that again, but there is one that kind of stands out and it's golden. Well, today we're going to treat you to the top 10 uh, flamenco albums and songs that Marcos has in his collection. Uh, This is his personal take on it. I know about some of them, not all of them, so I'll be really interested to explore the history behind those and why they're so great. So without any further ado, let's dive into our episode on the top 10 flamenco albums. Well, do you know, in at number 10, and this is real vinyl, as you can see, it's a beautiful cover. Um, In at number 10, one of my most favourite artists, sadly no longer with us, Juana Lade Revuelo. And it's a beautiful cover. And the the reason I, apart from it's a fantastic record, uh, I used to see her. Uh, perform in, in, a, in a club in Sevilla and I went to a concert in Gaussin uh, which is a very small village and she performed an amazing concert and she's good on this album at all the things that are flamenco bulerias, tangos this, is where this album cover is flashback to when we did our flamenco things because she's, she is in your book yeah. Um, on flamenco attire, yeah. and she's wearing the typical lunaritos. She's all lunaritos, so yeah. white and uh, yeah. blue as yeah. she well. She had a great stage act. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the weird thing is, um, you know, we're talking about something visual, but on this piece of vinyl, it, it comes through just the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and see, it's not a download. I'm sure you can get it as a download. No, this is really. You know, vinyl. I will try. You know, I will try. <laughs> so I would recommend. So, what is the name? So, she's of a singer. I mean, that's the thing we should establish. She, she's. It's called Sonakai. And what does it mean? Well, now you're always putting me on the spot with with these things. Listen, we're talking to people who some of them. I mean, I know a lot of you will probably know about flamenco, yeah. but a lot of you, you know, the other yeah. lot, yeah. will be just. Discovering it just like I am. Yeah, well, it's, so. it, it's a very, uh, it's, a, it's a word from Calop. The exact meaning of it, I'm not going to even attempt. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, well, I was going to ask you before actually we start the top ten, what does what makes a good flamenco album? Because probably what makes a good pop album is one thing. What makes a good rock album is another one. Yeah, I mean, there's two types of albums, aren't there? There's we move from the in-the-field type of record to yeah. the studio yeah. thing. And where the, the sound is different. The sound is very different. And then, of course, 
people can work on it, they can add things, they can create a very different product. Yeah. So you, you can either have a record where it is actually like a live performance, where some of the other artists, famous artists, are in the background doing the, the paramus because they're about to record their record, or you can go for the sort of more complex approach that Cameron started where oh yeah this is just on another studio. level yeah. you go up to the studio yeah, yeah. Uh, so either make can make a very good record yeah I would say but it depends whether you're into singing or whether you're into uh, the solo guitar yeah. now, of course you can get I mean, I have got, as you probably know, upstairs do, dance yeah. records, but I'm, we're not going to. Exactly. We're not going well, to recommend the, the, any dance was, records. The, no, that, this yeah. was my question because yeah. obviously, when we're talking about top ten albums, yeah. these are albums that people would listen. Yeah. And not really listen to perform on, so uh, that's one. So Sonakai yeah. is definitely um, number ten. You told me that you saw her. In a village yeah. that I can't pronounce the name, but probably you would be. Mm, there you go, you would be able to. And uh, she was amazing, you know. Yeah. Um, as a performer, she's, she's absolutely top whack. And everything you get on that record is what you would get in a live performance. So that's why it comes straight in, in our top ten. Yeah, top ten. Favourite record from that one? Or the favourite track from it, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, from, from the Juana record? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look up where it says side A, because we've got side B here. Oh, here we are. Um, Choose from side A. Yeah, I think the first track. Bulerías, Torreras, del Mano a Mano. Okay. Well, now, we're getting into number nine. I'm trying to do a drum roll, like improvised drum roll here. Tell me about that one. Well, I bought this record, strangely enough, um, not uh, in, in Andalusia. I bought it in England. It came as a great surprise to me that there it was sitting in a shop. And the interesting thing about it is you could tell it was something special because the cover is a wonderful photograph. Yeah. And the strings are all these colours. Different colours. So we have yeah. yellow, green. Yeah. And little did I know that I would go on to meet not just this man, but the man who set up this record label and produced these things. This Nuevos Medios. Yeah. Mario Pacheco set up a punk uh, flamenco label. Yeah. And um, he put out these. And because he was a photographer who originally worked for Island Records, you can see he knows how to do. He took the famous picture of Camarón on La Leyenda and stuff like that. So if you look at this, it, it's a work of art, just the cover. Yeah. Now, Pepe Abishuela. The, so let's let's yeah. give the this, the whole album, yeah. a, like the name. This is... Amandeli. Amandeli by Pepe, Pepe Abishuela. Abishuela. yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a guitarist from Granada. Uh, he, he had a very famous brother, Juan Abishuela. He's just a brilliant... What we're looking at here is not song we're looking at solo performance yes yeah, solo guitar performance and he's absolutely wonderful and as you can see he's got the traditional guitar here with the clavicas with the, pe with does, the pegs yeah. yeah and he's got the proper capo the sahir everything is traditional everything the shirt as well yeah, the shirt, yeah. <laughs> um so i met i met him um outside one of the concert halls in the center of Sevilla. Uh, during the Biennale, when this is the famous festival in, in Seville, when it was dedicated to the guitar. And outside the, the theatre was a group of guitarists all waiting to see other guitarists play. And, yeah. and he was pacing around, you know. And uh, But 
I mean, you're going to say, right, what makes this special? Well, I would actually. This was a revolution to me because when I heard the first track, Resweni, which is a solia, I thought, wow, that is just quite something. I do now know how to play it. I, I play some of the licks from it, you know, but it, it was a surprise. It was a revolution. And don't forget that when he recorded this, you know, he wasn't a very young man, you know, but he's got a lifetime's experience. And Which is it, probably good for a flamenco yeah. album. Yeah, and he's gone on to obviously do massive, massive projects. But this, if you want pure flamenco guitar, this is an album That's for you. That's number nine. That's in number nine. Okay, we're now slowly getting into, I think everything obviously from eight and above is really, really good. We're not, we haven't even gotten to top five or three, but I think number eight is kind of uh, going to be a good one. Yeah. <sighs> Let me see what I can, so the name is El Turista Soy Yo. Yeah. Luis Agujetas. Now, what's, I mean, as you can see, we're not looking at vinyl. No. Now. This is a nice little box that yeah. not only has a compactor in it, a CD, it's got a film in it. It does. I've got to be totally honest with you, this is, at the moment, and has been for the last two or three years, my favourite album yeah. for playing uh, in our living room. Now, the great thing about this, which is what I like, is that I found this in one of these, um, you know, these reduced... Uh, oh, yeah. bins in a supermarket 50p yeah that kind of thing yeah? yeah and I thought well that looks pretty good I'll give that a go and it's as you can see it's beautifully produced let's yeah. see what's inside okay well for people who still do CDs yeah <laughs> Uh, it's a double, actually. Well, you got it? one other part of film. film. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what is the film about? Well, do you know what? I've got to confess that I've not watched the film yet. Mm. I'm saving it up for you when we do films. Yeah. Um, but uh, all of this is this is what we call hardcore, right? Because you were asking me what different types of records are there. This oh. is a guitarist with this singer, Luis Agujetas from the great Agujeta family, and they just. Recording a studio guitar and voice. It's pure. Didn't you find it strange then? The album is a kind of you, going for nothing. You don't. Well, yeah, but also what's what's strange about it is that people don't tend to make records like this anymore. You know, we, so this sounds like you could be just at one of their concerts. It's like a live thing. I think it, they probably just did it in one take of each oh, thing straight down. You, you know? think it's like that? Yeah. Yeah, mm. um, but but it came through wonderfully, probably, of course. It's, it's, that's one it's, of your favorite albums. Ever. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, a favorite track then that we can offer. Well, to, and I mean, again, I will try. I, I'm I'm not guaranteeing that I, for spot for our listeners on Spotify. I'm not guaranteeing I will find exactly everything because some of these tracks are rare. But I will try. Well, we've got to go for the Bulerias, which is called Luna. Okay, I'm excited for number seven. Number seven is somebody I am familiar with <laughs> because you have talked to me about his father. Yeah, so this is Rancapino Chico, mm. the son. Now, isn't it interesting that a very young, a younger artist is kind of high up on your list because you would you yeah. prefer the traditional artists? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I was torn, you know, because yeah. I know that you particularly like a track of his father. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I thought we've got to, um, 
mention a younger artist. Of course, yeah, and I think it's very important to support yeah. younger artists. So I've I've seen this man play many times, but of course, I've spent years around his father. You know, you can't. His father has got the most flamenco voice that anybody's ever had and he was like a sort of a, an uncle to Cameron, you know, showing him how Marcos, to you have said it for every artist that we've talked to so far. So I was very pleased when Ranka Junior, if we can call Ranka Pino Chico, por mi amor al arte. What a lovely name, yes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, he's a master of the Bulerias, so let's see if we can find, there's one like that on here. <coughs> let's have a look at the track listings. <coughs> Well, no, actually, no, we should go for track two, which is simply called Solia. And I think that would be great if you could. I, mean, I think you'll be able to find that because it's a, it's a recent release. And beautifully done. Very beautiful. Woo! Well, listen, I am excited now because, don't, don't give it away, don't give the game away. I'm excited because number six probably does the divide between top five and, you know, the latter part of uh, top ten. An iconic artist, no doubt about that. But probably doesn't involve any singing. I think there's a little bit of singing on one of, a couple of the tracks, but it's mainly solo guitar, you're right. Okay, um, who are we talking about? Well, we're talking about... The one and only. Tomatito. And obviously he's best known for being the accompanist of uh, Camarón in all the, all the big concerts in the, in, the, in the villages. But of course he's moved on to have a, a, a massive solo career. Mm -hmm. He's my favourite uh, guitarist. Um, he's even got the, the same make of guitar as I have. Of course you do. And what is the name of this wonderful well, album? Well, well this one is it's Tomatito and it's Barrio Negro. Mm. Now, barrio means a quarter, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, what is the history behind this album? Ooh, you, you put me on the spot no, because, because that's a typical um, problem. Well, well, in a way, it comes back to who I told you about, this man who set up this flamenco cum punk label, because yeah. he decided to get all these young artists, Mario Pacheco. So he got... Tomati to, to record an album. Now, I'll tell you a funny story about this album. Because it's my favourite, as you know, I, I also work at the BBC. And when I was involved in having to um, wait for one programme to end, but there was always a gap to join another programme, every week, what did yeah. I play? I played... It, it, let, is, me I, I, I played, <laughs> let me guess. I played the tangos off of this, which is what I recommend for you. Caminillo Viejo. Every week. Every week. Every week. The same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Only get, you can get away with stuff like that. Well, I was that, playing it while I'm listening to, to the programme we're joining so that I could get a clean joint into whatever they're playing. So, so it, it was my favourite. So, you know, I probably played You did it anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it, it's... It, mm. It's beautiful and it's quite neutral. Obviously, if it had flamenco yeah. singing on it, that bit, that would have been a bit... Specialist. That wouldn't have probably worked, yeah. yeah. But, but nice... A beautifully played piece of guitar music. I think you can bridge from one program to another course, program. Yeah, no, of course. Tomatito is king. Very good choice. He's cool. Look how cool he looks there. He still does. He still does. <laughs> okay, well, listen, now it's a big one because we're entering the top five. Now, before before you go into anything, before you go into anything, because that's a big one. We have mentioned this album, we have talked about it, but... This is the top five, Marcos. The top five. 
how do you choose top five from albums? You have probably thousands of albums. How do you narrow down these top five? It's, it's near on impossible because there, there were so many contenders for this that I've. Yeah. But I had to just go by the things that have always remained with me. Uh, throughout my life, well, th th this or they've been groundbreaking. Exactly, know? this is what I want to touch upon there. Probably, in especially in the top five, the top yeah. ten as well, but especially in the top five, there are probably things that you associate with your life, you know, songs that you associate with your life and the album itself. So I would kindly ask you to tell me about these things because that's the interesting bit. This is your top five. Well, yeah, I mean, well, am I allowed to mention number five? Because many, oh, people, okay. well, many yeah, people would probably put it at number one. Exactly. It, so it's a tricky one. Um, it's it's Almoraima, and it's got to be Paco. Paco yeah. um, He'd made many groundbreaking records prior to this, but this was and will remain an absolute smash. You know, nobody has made a concept album of this power before, you know, where he brings in the Arabic oud, the lute, and all those, the bells, and it's it's a stunning piece of work, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, well, I mean, for a guitarist, it was it was a nightmare, really, because you thought, oh, what is happening to the flamenco guitar? You know, we're all going to have to get up to this level, and this level of understanding and playing, you know, so he's taken the bulerias, and he's turned it into something completely different, and so this is a very important record because all the young boys that are coming up in flamenco today, everything they're playing is based really on the way he revolutionised the flamenco guitar on this record. Yeah, and I, I think it's no coincidence that our special on Paco de Lucia, where we talk about Almoraima, is our most listened episode. Yeah. And we would really like to thank you about this because we did put a lot of work into it. And now this wonderful... Well, tell me about... Because Almoraima, as you said, is a re revolutionary well, How album. many copies do you think I've got of this? Uh, did you buy all of them? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 Marcus, Marcus, did you buy all of them? <laughs> did you? Did you want nobody else to have this album but you? <laughs> I think I've got about um, at least five in, in vinyl, oh, okay. and then there's the compacts, and then there's the cassettes. So I've got. <laughs> you virtually wanted no one to have this album, but you. Okay. I, I look at how Paco looks in that picture. Yeah. Because that's how he would like to, you know, there he is, just dreaming up another very difficult variation. Interestingly, I think you have told me that. This Paco, is a small village, by the way. The Almoraima, yeah. yes. You have told me, I think, that Paco doesn't actually have many records. No, I mean... He, but when he produces, when, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, he was a bit like Manuel de Faye, you know, he didn't... He, it wasn't in for like bringing out endless records. Yeah, but wouldn't year, wouldn't yeah. you prefer, to, as as one of your favorite artists, wouldn't you prefer for him to be more prolific so that you can enjoy more of his music? No, I don't think so. Because if you look at the records he's done, like Shiroko, these are very special records. And if he'd have probably done more, it would have been diluted. Hmm. And so he, he he waited always, you know, to, to for quite a few years before. Well, no, yeah. Did. How many years usually did he wait between? Albums? Oh, two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he worked non-stop. Yeah. yeah, but he was. I mean, there are other artists. Um, who, as you know, and their, and their record companies require them, they, they, they bring, out, bring, bring out, out one more. every year, you know. And that's contractual. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the ones of Paco are special, but there's nothing more special than Almaraima.
No, you have, when you, because I'm looking at the notes that you sent me, this is the one that you have written most about, that you're going to tell me most about. This is number four. Tell me about, that's a new to me. I have never heard of this artist or this album, so please present it. Okay, well, it's Rafael Riqueni. He's, a, he's an artist from Triana in, in Sevilla, and it's a record called Juego de Niños. Now, I've had the pleasure of knowing... Raphael during uh, his years when he was in Triana. Um, met him on many occasions, but I had a very special uh, opportunity where his management wanted me to uh, take, uh, meet him and take him round Manchester, when he came to do a concert in Manchester. How come he's above Paco in your choice? And well, about, above Tomatito even? Well, it, it, I mean, it, this it's not so much... He being above, it's his, this record is right. my all-time favourite in the okay. guitar. Now, I'll tell you something funny about yes, this. This is again from the, this label of Mario Pacheco. And when I got the first copy of this, which I foolishly gave away to somebody, um, the, the company was so new, they couldn't even have, they didn't have a card like that. It was just like in a paper. Mm. I think you can see even this one's very thin. Yeah. yeah? So it was just like paper that, that the record was wrapped in. Yeah. And... Again, you can see Mario's wonderful photography of Raphael. Yeah. Now, I put this on only uh, a week ago for my wife, because she'd never heard this before, and she said, oh, that is absolutely incredible. What a player, you know? Yeah. And he is an amazing player. So I would recommend from this Sonichetti. 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 Uh, it's just an astounding guitar record. If you're into, and by the way, I think you'll find that one of the people uh, doing the, the clapping on it. Uh, the Palmistas. We're learning our flamenco the glossary here. Look at the name of one of the people doing it. Ah, there you go, Tomatito. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were saying that Tomatito was endorsing him. In yeah. A way. Well, he was on the same label, so and often the, the artists get together when maybe Tomati was about to record his own album, so he was in the studios and they and they all do the, the palmas for for other for, for each other. Yeah, so, uh, it was a great label, and I, I was lucky enough to uh, meet Mario Pacheco, the, the the owner of this label, and he explained to me how he he got into flamenco by his father in Madrid. And then he decided to form a, a, a label. And, you know, as we all know, there's not a lot of money in, in flamenco, in flamenco records, you know, I mean, the sales of these things. So he, he came up with a very uh, good idea of, um, he split up the, the tracks of the album, put them on cassettes and turned them out at garages. Yeah. Yeah, at a very reasonable price. So people just buy the cassette just to so put that in their he car. Can get yeah. And then he said that was very successful because people like that, you know, that they'll pay two hundred percent or whatever it was for an album because they think, Oh look, it's got ten artists on it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a yeah. compilation. Because I mean you've got to bear in mind that these particularly these vinyl records, um, you know, how many people are going to actually purchase this? Marcos, <laughs> I, I think you've purchased all of them, so I know what you, this is a trick question that I can't answer anyway. Now, top three, top three, be before you reveal anything, top three, Marcos, this is the big one. It must have been very difficult for you to place people on, yeah. not one, because we may have given away through our conversation what would be number one, yeah. as we give away in any episode, but... 
Top three. Well, I mean, one of the reasons, apart from the fact that this person is absolutely fantastic. No, that's number three. But I'm talking about the top three. Yeah. What? Top three difficult to choose. Oh, yes. Yeah, like very difficult. Not number one, but three well, and two. Well, actually, actually <laughs> um, n- number one might be quite controversial. But I can, I can just, not just yet. justify not it, just, I not think. Just but, uh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was very difficult. Uh, now, number two was easy for me because... It's it's an album that I'm absolutely uh, crazy on, and yes, yeah. I have got multiple copies of it. Yes, of course you do. But anyway, number three, very easygoing lady. Well, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I mean. We have to have a, a woman's voice in. No, but in, we in did. Our, in we, our yeah, of course, yeah. we did. Yeah. So yeah, um, shall I shall I let you know what number? Please is? do because you have talked to well, me about. it is Remedios Amaya. <laughs> Uh, and this is one of the best records she's ever made and it's called Me Boy Contigo and you know all of the tracks are, are, are fantastic on this but I think the one that we love and I'm sure you'll be able to find this this is like a, uh, an an anthem for a lot of people Turu Turai Turu oh, Turai yeah, yeah and it's very nice tangos uh, this is this whole record is so strong if you like these particular styles. I mean, she, she's doing endless tangos and en, en, endless buleria. Yeah. Starts with a with a rumba, and the last track is something you often don't get on records. Is jaleo extremeños, and that's like you know that's from Extremadura, which is not technically in Andalusia, and this is a very specialist style. So she's showing you know what Her what, skills, what she can do. Of course, yeah. yeah, and. Um, as you probably know, she she's her other name, which she's known now as the Camorona. Now, what <laughs> did she name herself that, or who? <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, it's because she's obviously she's a, a big fan of Cameron, but okay, she's okay. But well, you are a big fan of Cameron. Why are you called? She's she's, she's, a, she's emerged as a somebody that has taken keeps his memory alive. You know, she knew him very well. But does she sing songs of his or? Well, she can do, but she tends to do her own material. Yeah. Yeah, but in the style of, of the Cameron, you know, very much so. Okay. Oh, Marcos, big one, big one, big oh. one, big one, number two. Well, now... Do you, do you, are you enjoying my uh, drum I, I do like that. Yeah. If, if you love flamenco and you haven't got... This. As a download or as a, a you know as an album or whatever, um, as you can see, this was purchased in Sevilla Rock. Yeah. Um, this is one of my most favourite singers. But what makes this special is the guitarist. So first of all, it's El Pelli. The album is called Poeta de Esquina Blanda. But the guitarist, again, who uses my guitar, my, one of my mates. Is Vicente Amigo. Mm. Now the combination of these two people on this record is so rich; it's, it's unbelievable. Because El Pelli is a brilliant singer, but what you've got is Vicente Amigo starts using on the guitar open tunings. Now the, to explain to people, yes. the guitar is in standard tuning normally, you know, E A D G B E, but he's he's tuned the strings to different, so it's got a totally different feel to it. Yeah, and it, the quality of of it is. I mean, I I this is. I mean, this probably came out. I don't know in the nineties or something. I can't see the exact date. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Uh, you know, I've never stopped playing this record. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, where where do you start? I mean, 
And of course, we can't hear anything because you have purchased well, all I, of them. Well, I, I can t- yeah. tell you. Well, what, <laughs> have you? <laughs> yeah, what I can tell you is two two very good stories about this. Please, um, yeah. When I purchased this, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I travelled to a, a village called Jimena uh, de la Frontera, and there was a great big uh, bar in the, in the centre square, and there was lots of people in there, and they were they were playing. Um, pop music and you know stuff like that and uh, so I spoke to the owner and I said well can't we play something a bit more fitting mm, what have you got in mind I said well I just so happens <laughs> to have a car full of <laughs> so, he, so he put it on and then within about 20 minutes a man who was to become a very close friend of called uh, Juan Rebolledo he turns up and he says who on earth has put this on? Yeah. So the man says, there's this boy over here. Oh, because he wanted to be the, uh, he was, wanted to open up a new flamenco club and he did eventually become the president of, of the Peña, you know. So he, what, he, was, he was fascinated and he was thinking, this is very good quality flamenco. Yeah. How's this, this possible that somebody's managed to get the other music taken off and this put on? And so I then started travelling around with him to different villages. He used to sell clothes in different day, different market days and things like that. And he had a nice little shop. So that's one part of it. And then the other part is I, I had the privilege to um, meet Vicente Amigo. Uh, now, he, both of these artists, by the way, are associated with, with Cordoba. But Vicente actually wasn't wasn't born in Cordoba province, but we'll go into that later. But uh, I'm, I met Vicente Amigo and in London, and he said, look, you know, can we uh, go around uh, and go to a few pubs and stuff, you know? So this, this was quite an amazing thing. And then I showed him this magazine that I was writing for where I'd written out some of his music in, you know, in tablature, and he was like... He was completely knocked out by this. He, he, he was like, poof, you know. And so, you know, it's just great. And so, you know, I, I've not met him again uh, since that time. But, uh, you know, just to have met him on and have an evening with him. Because he is a brilliant player, there's no doubt about that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I like that record. Oh, no, Marcos! Uh, shall we have an honorary mention before number one, actually? Yeah. Because you said that uh, there is a track, or rather an album, Yeah. Uh, that we can mention outside of the top ten, just yeah. as, a, as an honorary one, bonus. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Reyes, Diego de Moral. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that is our bonus. They yeah. are wonderful. And yeah. <laughs> um, give an example, I... I um, I went to a big concert with my wife in Cadiz and yeah. Antonio Reyes. I knew that you would have a nice story there. <laughs> they were due to, to come on. But before they came on, I saw that his, his Antonio's brother was there selling uh, the, their new CD. Mm. And um, I thought, well, I'll just go and get some, you know, so I just bought them. <laughs> and I, I was in my usual flamenco. <laughs> of course, sure. So yeah. he said to me, no, 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 you have to go immediately to the dressing room. And this is before they'd even come out and done their show, right? Yeah. I said, no, 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 no. And he, so he gives me this triple A pass, you see? Yeah. So we walk along around, the, the, this is in the Baluati, I think, and 
there's the black policeman, you know, oh, OK, fair enough. Then the security, oh, OK, fair enough, right, you know. And we go in, and, of course, they were quite shocked because they were... Who are they you? Were, they, were, they were just getting ready to kill you. <laughs> so I just sort of made it simple. I said, oh... Uh, we just like this sign for my wife and everything, you know. Like as long as you don't catch them in the shower, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, that's a, so, that's a and, nice And it was just amazing to see them just um, warming up, you know, trying to get... Because it was a, quite a big concert to do, and they just brought out this, this new album, uh, which I think it's just called, as you said, I think that is the actual title that's of it. Actual it title. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if it has a real title. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's right. the bonus. Right, right. Now, I knew what you were expecting me to say, it would be Camarón. Uh, well, like, I was, I had no doubts about it. I think it. you thought it was going to be La Leyenda del Tiempo. Uh, I actually didn't know what it was going to be. No. But you need to talk to me about the theme of the album, yeah. Potro, Rabia y Miel. Well, I mean... It's, what is it's, the it's, theme? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it goes back, actually, to seeing a lot of his... Uh, old material but in a new way so he mm. sings about um i sing fish i sell fish for you know two reales dos reales yeah. he took his singing reales now if you look at it it's an absolutely beautiful Let's record yeah i mean look at that and that if that that little post-it note there is a memory okay this is telling me this is the day it came out right i'm in Jaén province yeah uh, Capital, and they're sent and sending me. If you want to get that record, that's where you'll get it. Yeah, you've got to go to this place, catch the number 12 bus, oh, right? Yeah. And go, oh, go, and, buy. and you'll get it. Oh, so what year is this then? Oh, well, it'd be, it was, it'd be I think it's 92 actually. Mm. Um, let's check it. Was it 91? That is a big one, Marcos. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the writing's too small for me to see. Maybe you can see at the bottom what year that came out. I can look on the actual record. 92. 92, yeah. Um, My vintage. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's quite sad because it's his last record. Yeah. And it's so well produced. And, it, it, I mean, you imagine that this is all put together by Paco de Lucia. And it's incredible that we see the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Cameron yeah, was obviously, song. you know, getting not too well at this time, you know, yeah. so he would ask Paco, uh, how's it coming on? Because yeah. so he can't judge anymore. Because you know, he was, well, he was having to put it he together. He was in a from, different state of mind. Yeah, yeah. so they, they put it together and, uh, as you see, there's Paco de Lucia at the bottom there. Oh, the, is, is that an album that Paco did with him after they had kind of parted ways yes, for yeah. a while? so they're yeah. all back together. You've yeah. got, it's Paco and Tomatito back together accompanying him. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, Bob, you probably want me to choose a track for you. I'll go for, um, I think you should go for something quite quite sad, actually, in a way. Um, this is it. Semi Patio La Barrena. What does it mean? Well... It's when the, it's talking about mining. It's when the the, the, the chain broke. And yeah. It's it's a it's a style to do where they often sing about disasters in mines and stuff. Yeah? So that's that's a, a very 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 strong track to go of for. Of course, we will try to put it in for you. But to lighten the mood just before yeah. we, you know, obviously that's uh, that's very sad. But it's it's important to bring it to our audience. Talk well, if you want a lighter one, here we are. You bendo pescaito. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's uh, yeah, I'm look, look, it says Juvendo Pescaito a dos reales, oh. not even pesetas, reales. reales. 
Now, talk to me about the cover of this, Marcos, well, because I, I'm going to be completely honest. The very first time, the very first time I saw it, I didn't realize what it was. Well, it's um, some donkeys. That and? <laughs> we have a black, white, and a white one. And, and I'll the, say the best way is I think that we're going to end up with another donkey in, in, a, in a several months. In the making. <laughs> Do we have any experience? Do you know what's brilliant? I know, I could not. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the great thing about this is look at the ears. <laughs> I thought that it was a horse, because we have a yeah, white maybe and it's, black. Well, it's called I Potro, because think... that's the album. Is, so it, Potro is a cult, so maybe this is, is a horse and not a I think it's a white yeah. horse and a black donkey. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah. <sighs> it's life, isn't it, Marcos? <laughs> well, it's a, I mean, you ca I can't tell you how excited I was when I got that. And well, you realised... Yeah, well, I got that on the day it, it, it literally hit the shops. Yeah. Yeah? Because um, in those days, and I suppose it carries on even now, if you don't get this immediately, you said, oh, isn't that wonderful? It's got all the graphics and the, all, the, all the letters, all the lyrics, yeah? Once that's been done, the next time that comes, that, that will just be a plain piece of paper covering the record. You won't, you don't get that. You yeah. only get that on the, the very first ones. Yeah. So that's why my collection, you have to get to those shops immediately to get the real insert, I think they call it, you know, the, the fully covered insert. So, I mean, you know, we're ending on a, on a real high point there because I would recommend to anybody to try and get this record in whatever format they can because it is Cameron at his best. Well, this was our episode on the top 10 greatest, according to Marcos and his collection, flamenco records. I do hope you enjoyed it. Uh, for everyone who listens to us on Spotify, the music will be there for you. For everyone who listens to us on other platforms, uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation for what it is. But if you'd like to research the music for yourself, you can absolutely do. Or you can find us on Spotify at Flamenco Attitude and uh, see how we've put it together. Together. We would also like to give a shout out to our Twitter page. If you'd like to tweet us, we're at FlamencoPod. Uh, you can absolutely talk to us there and see what we're putting together as um, behind the scenes and all stuff that will be coming up as well. But until the next time, whether you listen to, play or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat. <laughs>